What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Yol Christian Podcast. I'm here today with Codis Rawlings, coolest name around town, man. What's up? I'm pretty good, Money Montana. How are you? Yeah, Money Montana. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I uh, today's exciting because we're we're tackling a new book. We're going over Genesis. So whoop. If you're, yeah, whoop whoop. So if you're listening to this, you probably see the title Genesis. So um, now, as you can imagine, the creation account, which is Genesis chapter one and two, really up until the fall in Gen- Genesis chapter three, uh, super important. So we're gonna uh, these are gonna be some pretty deep deep stuff. Now, a lot of like theology is based. On Genesis chapter one and two, um, because yeah. it's the the crux of our beginning. All right, you know we we got to know how we how we got here, why we're here, and so it's interesting though because I could go in about fifty different directions, but oh, yeah. here's the thing: is Codus, I don't know what you necessarily believe, but I believe uh, to an extent that the biblical account, or sorry, the, uh, the creation account is literal. Um, Mm. if you believe that Genesis is not literal, then that's fine. You're still Christian. (laughs) There's some people that think it's metaphorical, that it's just a story. Yeah. Um, wait, what? Yeah. 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 Um, so that's kind of what I want to talk about is there's all, there's a bunch of different theories. Like, um, for example, old earth and new earth, and you can have a whole bunch of different theories. Some people believe that, um, older day one day is a thousand years some people believe that it's literal um so yeah old earth is is like what science says you know four or five billion years old and so um that's old earth and the new earth is that it's hmm. like six to ten thousand years old and so here's the thing though and i i want to uh talk about this so honestly this is looking at it with an unbiased view the Bible doesn't discuss evolution. All right. So um, you can read evolution into it. It doesn't necessarily, con- well, obviously it doesn't uh, agree with macro evolution, but that's another topic for another day. Um, but uh, the Bible's worldview assumes that God created the world, right? So the biblical view of creation is not in conflict with science. It's something I really want to point out. I'll say it again. The biblical view of creation is not in conflict with science. Rather, it is in conflict with any worldview that starts without a creator. So in the sense of the Big Bang, um, it, uh, anyways, we could talk 50 minutes on that alone. I am just finished my chapter in the book about the Big Bang, so I'm fresh on the topic. But um, there's obviously there's a whole lot of theories that can come out of it, and there's a lot of different interpretations. And so what we're going to do, I think, uh, Codis, and let me know what you think, is similar to Revelation. Uh, I believe that we should know the words of what it says rather than remembering interpretation. Mm-hmm. Because there's a warning at the end of uh, Revelation that states, I totally forgot what it is. But anyways, it's like a warning, and it says, anyways, I take it to me. You know what? I'm going to flip to it. Why not? Because I'm here. So yeah. uh, Revelation chapter, is it 22, 23? I don't know. I'll be there in a second. Um I'm, oh, geez, this is a very long concordance, but it's fine. Okay, anyways. So, yeah, I say that. I'm at 22 now. Okay, so, if anyone adds anything, this is going to be verse 18. If anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to that person the plagues described in the book. And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share of the tree of life and the holy city that are described in this book. So, anyways, th- that, of course, pertains to Revelation, not necessarily Genesis. But, like I said, I don't want to remember interpretation uh, like Gen- or Revelation chapter 18 or verse 18 here, chapter 22, verse 18. There we go. I don't want to add anything to it. I just want to say what it says and then let you all do your own theology stuff with it. Um, so 
some people believe that um, the Bible goes along with evolution. Some people don't. Um, and so that's up for you to decide. Read the, the Genesis account for yourself and then figure out what makes the most sense in your own mind. After all, the Bible does say to, to work out your own salvation. So um, figure out what you believe based off of what the Bible says. And then as long as it's based in Scripture, that's fine. Um, so uh, there's actually a, a point in my commentary that it talks about uh, a little bit of this. And it says, uh, equally committed and sincere Christians have struggled with the subject of beginnings and come to differing conclusions. This, of course, is to be expected because the evidence is very old and due to the ravages of the ages, quite fragmented. Students of the Bible and of science should avoid polarizations and black-white thinking. Uh, students of the Bible must be careful not to make the Bible say what it doesn't say, and students of science must not make science say what it doesn't say. The most mm-hmm. important aspect of the continuing discussion is not the process of creation, but the origin of creation. The world is not a product of blind chance and probability. God created it. Um, so that's what that's that's the crux of what Christians have to believe. We have to believe that God created it, right? <laughs> um, otherwise, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. not, it's not really based in Scripture. Um but this this commentary goes on to add the Bible not only tells us that the world was created by God, more importantly, it tells us who this God is. It reveals God's personality, his character, and his plan for his creation. It also reveals God's deepest desire to relate to and fellowship with the people he created. So, um, anyways, it goes more and more to talking about that. But so, anyways, as long as you get the point of of Genesis and the the creation account, then that's fine. Um, again, uh, you might have differing beliefs. I believe it's literal. I believe, um, actually I'll state with what I believe. Um, I believe that what it says is what it says and what happened. So when God says, and there was light, there was light. Um, and, but I want to clarify that, and my wife didn't know this earlier, but I believe that God created the earth old. Um, and so what I mean by that is if you add up all the genealogies of the Bible all the way back to Adam, we, uh, this is the new earth theology, I guess, in a sense, and it's that the, the world is only six to 10,000 years old. Um, and so you get the 6,000 because when you add up the genealogies or the, the ages, um, it comes to 6,000, but there's a verse in, it's either first or second Peter. It says a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day. And so for the four days beforehand, we have to add the 4,000 years. So anyways, that's where we get the six to 10,000 years. Um, so I believe that the earth was created in that time frame, six to 10,000 years ago. However, I do believe that God created it old. So for instance, uh, I think some of the reason why we might have older dating methods is because God created the earth old. He created it. Um, this is again, my opinion, and this is what makes sense to me. Um, I believe that he created it that way on purpose. Um, so for example, when God, if, if, uh, since I believe that God created it six to 10,000 years old, uh, obviously there's a a time where things take the form. Like for example, I don't remember what the the age is, but let's just say for a rock, um, let's just say it takes 50 years for a rock to form. Um, obviously there's time that has to progress for things to happen. And so I believe that God spoke and then there was rock not god spoke and then time happened and then rock appeared I, yeah I, i'd fully agree with that because like i feel like it wouldn't make sense if he just waited for it all to grow right, you know? right right i feel like that just makes no sense and god's like okay we ain't got time for that we got a whole book the bible make you know right but and, I, and i fully agree with you there it kind of just makes the most sense too right and and that it kind of goes <laughs> So if you if you listen to my theology, you find that I believe a lot of both ands rather than either ors. 
Um, maybe you've caught on to that, Codis, but like when it comes to theologies, like are we saved by? Yeah. I have noticed that. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of both. Uh, are we saved by grace or are we saved uh, by grace and faith? And essentially, it is both. We are saved by grace, and that is grace alone through faith. Um, but of course, faith as a result of that, we will have works, and so it's kind of like a both there. Uh, is it free will or predestination? It's not either or. I believe it's both, and I believe that we have free will and predestination because Romans chapter eight says through his foreknowledge he predestined. Anyways, um, and so a lot of yeah, we're going to get canceled somehow. Say it again. We're gonna get canceled because people aren't gonna like the. Yeah, no, it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. But oh, that's a, I'm a very middle of the ground individual. I uh, I say I want to take into account the whole of the Bible, and there are verses that clearly state in Romans chapter eight, nine, and then also Ephesians chapter one that God predestined, and there's also verses that clearly state that there is free will, and so I have to take into account both of those and make sense of it, and so that's why I, I have a middle ground theology. Um, and so, anyways, uh, I believe it's it's scripturally sound. <laughs> but anyways, um, so that's the the theology I hold with the Genesis account is it's a mixture of new earth and old earth put together because I think that it makes makes sense to me and scripturally. So, um, but anyways, uh, maybe that's a good enough introduction of what uh, the theology I hold going. Yeah, that was just an introduction. Yeah, yeah, that was just an introduction. We hadn't even looked at the first verse yet. Um, but here's what's really cool, Codis, is, uh, and you know this, but we're about to learn about the God of the universe. Yeah. Like, so, and obviously this is what a lot of people go to uh, when, when talking with atheists or when talking about people, because overall, we all, like, it's natural to look at a painting and wonder who the, the, the artist is. Similarly, it's, it's natural for us to look at creation like stars or, or like everything around us, trees, you know, everything that was uh, just here. It's natural for us to wonder, how did we get here? Like we look at ourselves. How are we here? Why are we here? Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, it's natural to look at something that people would call God. And so uh, when people begin to study, you know, where we come from, what our purpose is, they can discover God. And so that is you know, basically, you can find the purpose of humanity as a whole right here in Genesis chapter one and two, with the, the creation account. Um, and so that's why it's at, it's the crux of a lot of Christian apologist uh, debates, um, because that's what a lot of people attack. And because it goes back again to the new earth, old earth and all that fun stuff. So anyways, again, uh, at this point, I don't really want to talk about interpretation. I just want to talk about the words of what it says. And that way you can all form your own theology. Um, Codis, what you thinking? I'm ready to get started. All right, cool, man. So, classic verse one: In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. And the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Now, there is already a lot to unpack here. <laughs> yeah. So, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, um. You might have heard us say this before in this podcast, but um, this essentially is describing uh, the character of God already and the characteristics of what a God should look like. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, God. So he's timeless because he's in it's, this is before the beginning. He's able to exist. Right. So he's timeless. He created the heavens. Uh, that's going to be space. And so he is outside of space. He's able to control space. And then, of course, and the earth is matter. So. uh that's time, space, and matter right there. And so he exists outside of those things. And so he's able to control and create these things. And so 
Um, in other words, if something is timeless, spaceless, and matterless, uh, then that would make them omnipotent, omniscient, and uh, what's the other omni? I always do this. Omnipresent, omni. Um, there we go. Omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent, and wait, no. What is it? Hello, all knowing, all powerful, and always there. And what was it? Always there, kind of. And all present. Did I say that? Man, I I, I only wrote it like fifty. You times. loosely said it. <laughs> Yeah, I only said it or wrote it 50 times a day in, the, in this chapter. That's ridiculous. Anyways. Yeah, uh, plug that real quick. Yeah. Omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. There we go. Um, yeah, yeah, plug so it. all powerful, all present, and all knowing. There we go. All right. So that's what the characteristics of a God would look like. All right. Mm-hmm. What our God looks like. Yeah. Then, then it says, verse two, the earth was formless and empty and darkness covered the deep waters. And then the spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Um, so that tells us that right there that God is a spirit um, and he was hovering over the surface of the waters. Anyways, so let's keep going. Um, then God said, let there be light and there was light. So we'll get into this later, um, but I don't know if you recognize this, Codus, but uh, let's see. What day is it? Okay. Uh, okay. So I'm on the day. fourth day. Oh, Thursday. On the fourth, sorry, sorry, yeah, I was, I was thinking in my head. Um, on the fourth day, it's when God creates the sun and the moon. And so, I don't know if you thought this far ahead. Oh, I've heard about this. Okay, explain it. What is the lightning? Well, he made it on a Sunday, and the thing is, so, since the sun and everything was made on the fourth day, Sunday should technically be the fourth day, because su- Sunday. I heard a thing about that once, how, like, how they think Sunday is actually the fourth day. Uh, that's not what you were talking about, was it? No, no. Oh, um, never mind I, then. Um, okay. <laughs> that's awkward. Um, I've never heard of Sunday supposedly, supposedly being the fourth day. I've always okay. heard that Sunday is supposed to be the seventh day because that's the day of rest or whatever. Sorry, Saturday is supposed yeah, to be the I've, Okay, well. Anyways, um, so I guess my, my where I was going with that is what is the light that he created? Um because the light that you and I think of is the sun, and that's on day four. What are you? What are your thoughts? I, I, I don't know. This is something that atheists like to use as a contradiction. Um, so, when he, uh, let me read it fully in context here. He says, "Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. Then He separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the oh, the good and evil." Yeah. 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 Look at us. Um, so I personally hold to the belief that this is when the angels are created. Now, this isn't necessarily uh, like, yeah, this is just my personal belief. I like um, that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, here I am saying I'm trying not to give interpretation. But again, I want you all to, to look at this. And I think it's important to distinguish because this is a uh, supposed contradiction. So I feel like it's important for us to talk about so when he says, let there be light, keep in mind that God is light, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's another verse elsewhere in the Bible. But God is light. And so he's not creating himself. He's just making himself present, right? And so um, what happens, though, when you create light, there that means that you're the uh, by effect, the opposite rings true. So, for example, yeah. um, that means that darkness is created as a result of light being created. And so it's just like uh, hot and cold, right? So yeah. if 
uh, if there is heat, that means there's it's the it's the, the absence. Or sorry, um, coldness is the absence of heat. That's what it is. Um, and so, similarly with good and evil, if God creates good, it's not that He creates evil. Also, it's that evil is a byproduct of uh, good being established. If that makes sense, um, uh-huh. maybe or maybe not. But anyways, it makes sense in my head. So I hope it makes it sense. makes sense in my head. <laughs> So he says, let there be light. And there was light and God saw the light was good. And then he separated the light from the darkness. Um, So I believe that when he's separating the light from the darkness, again, going back to good and evil, like you talked about, I believe this is the beginning of the the casting down of Satan. Um, He separates the darkness, which again, Satan, we talked about this in Revelation. um, It makes so much sense, though. Like, I I really Mm -hmm. does make sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I always took it out like, oh, you know, we have day and night. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, in verse five, it says God called the light day and the darkness night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that's what I was just looking at. Yeah. So naturally, that is the way that we should. Uh, that it, it, that's what it says, and that's what way we should look at it. Um, then it says, "An evening passed, and morning came, marking the first day." So, um, again, I take it to be uh, good and evil. But let me uh, let me look at something here. Uh, I'm curious, Codus. Go ahead and talk about the verse six and go from there. I'm going to look up some. All right. Uh, and then God, God said, "Let there be an expanse between the water, separating water from water." Um. So, let me just keep reading. So God made the exp- expanse and separated the water under the expanse of the water above the expanse, and it was so. Um, I don't really know what that means. But God is separating water from water from water. Um, and it says that he separated the water under the expanse from the water above the expanse. And it was so. Oh, uh, God called the expanse sky. Even came, evening came in the morning, the second day. Um, I'm really, I, I, I've kind of always just kind of read through that. Like, oh, God made water. Um, and I don't fully know what that means to this day um so you have to really get into the cosmo uh cosmological beliefs of the ancient hebrews um so the okay so the bible does not uh, affirm spherical earth or flat earth by the way um for all of you who are listening it just doesn't that's not god's goal was to tell us oh the the earth is is this it's not his goal so i've been sad it a few times say that again it hints at it a few times. Uh, well, yeah, yes and no. Um, so it depends. Like it, it hints at it for both sides of, of the of the aisle. For both um, sides. So, yeah. So if you think it's spherical, it hints at it being spherical. But if you believe it's flat, it hints at it being flat. And so if we're looking at the ancient Hebrews and their cosmological beliefs, they actually believe that the Earth was flat. Not that the Bible said it, but that was their interpretation of what the the Bible says. And so uh, the way that they, and I'm not refreshed on this. I looked at this like a year or two ago, so I could be wrong in this. But the way that, uh, if I remember it being explained, is there was an ice cap surrounding the earth. And so um, there was waters um, above the earth in that sense. So there was water there. I have to look back at it. Um, So God made this space separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. Right. Okay. So... Um, so the waters of the earth would be like, you know, the lakes, oceans, I guess. And then the waters of the heavens would be, um, whatever that may be, I don't know, the ice cap 
Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I wish I had a, um, studied that right beforehand, but um, I'm trying to think of three things all at the same time. I'm trying to pull up the, the Hebrew of the day and the night there. Um, what verse is that? Verse five. Okay. Yes. Where is... All right, sippy. There we go. Yom. That's the Hebrew word. Now, let's look at yom here. Okay. Yom? Yeah, so... Anyways, uh, so I was looking at what the the word... Actually, I need to go look at night. Um, I usually do this on my phone. I don't use this on the computer, so I'm having to use a different uh, well, translator. But uh, in the darkness, he called night. So this is a good time to say, have you guys ever wanted some cool Christian shirts to spread your Jesus love? Today, you know, I went to a restaurant. I was wearing my Jesus merch, you know. And you might be you might be walking past someone and say, oh, I like that shirt. Where, I wonder where they got it. We can get cool Christian clothing at the Yolk Christian Podcast. For only fifteen dollars, pretty pretty cool shirts, I would say. Don't you think, Jared? Oh yeah. Okay. So, you ready for the the Hebrew here? Yeah, give me the meaty stuff. All right. So the Hebrew here for the word night. Uh, again, this is going to be verse five. God called the light day and the darkness night. So the Hebrew word, I'm it's it's I'm not I'm going to botch this. Okay, but it's pronounced lahil. Lahil. Anyways, uh, it's it's spelled L A Y I L Lail. Anyways, uh, so here's what it uh, it means night as opposed to day, but also it means of gloom or a protective shadow. Um, huh. And and so I think that that's where I got my uh, my interpretation in the sense of it could possibly be. Um, the shadow as if it's like Satan. Anyways. Um, I can see that. But keep, uh, keep explaining the next part of it while I look up this. Uh... All right. So anyway, that, and it says, then God said, let the water under the sky be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so, uh, God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the water. He called the seas. Obviously self-explanatory. God made the water and God made the land. And God saw that it was good. And then he said, let the earth produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, and fruit trees on the earth, bearing fruit with bearing fruit with seed in it according to their own kind. And it was so. So obviously God was making berries and fruits and vegetables and all that stuff. The earth produced vegetation, seed-bearing plants according to their own kinds, and the tree bearing fruit with seeds in it according to their own kind, and God saw it, and it was good. Evening came, and then the morning, the third day. So God on that day was making a bunch of stuff. He made a lot of vegetation. He made a lot of plants and all that stuff. Then God said, let there be light in the expanse of the sky to separate the day from the night. Then they will serve as signs for seasons in the days of the years. So, you know, you know how they lose, like, uh, uh, they use a sundial and stuff, and that's a good way to tell the time. Um, you can tell, you know, seasons and stuff. That's what that was being made. Uh, they will be light, or they will be lights in the expanse of the skies to provide light on earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights: the greater light to rule over the day, and the lesser light to rule over the night. So the sun and moon, as well as the stars. 
So God made the sun and the moon. The sun is more brighter than the moon because, you know. Um, then God said, let the waters swarm with living creatures. So fishies. And let birds fly above the earth across the expansion of the sky. So God created the large sea creature and every living creature that moved in swarms in the water according to their own kind. He also created every winged creature according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them. Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters of the seas. And let the birds multiply on the earth. Evening came, and then morning, the fifth day. So that day, God created a bunch of the animals, the fish, the sea, uh, the big fish, and the birds and stuff. Um, then God said, let the earth produce living creatures according to their own kind. So this is when he started to make, you know, land animals. Uh, livestock, creatures that crawl, and the wildlife of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. So God made the wildlife of the earth according to their kind, the livestock according to their kind, and all the creatures that crawl on the ground according to their kind. And God saw it, and it was good. Then God said us, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Uh, they will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl onto the earth. So obviously that's when God was like, Hey, we should make man. And so the next verse, so God created man in his own image. Uh, he created him with the image of God. So, Jerry, I want to ask you what, you what you think of that. So do you think God looks like us then? So it says in the image of God, or do you mean, do you think it means like what he like thinks? What kind of image do you think? Because I've heard both sides of that. Yeah. So uh, I guess a little bit of, of recap. So, uh, Kodos, you and I, we believe that Jesus is eternal. We believe that he is God. So. Um, when it says that we are made in the image of God, I believe it's that we're in the image of Jesus. Um, and so does that answer the question? Maybe. No. I'm, okay. What? Repeat the question. So it says that God made us in his image. Do you think God looks like us? No, we look like God, but well, God being Jesus. So we, we look like Jesus. So, um, it goes back to like in revelation when Jesus goes up to heaven, right? Um, sorry, he's he's in heaven, but it's, I guess it's in Acts chapter one where he ascends into heaven. Um, so he is in a fleshly appearing body. In the Gospels, we see that when Mary Magdalene sees him, um, he appears different. Uh, if I remember right, he uh, I guess in Revelation describes him as uh, hair as white as snow. Uh, I think it's eyes of fire. Anyways, so we are made in his image, um, and that again, I believe it'd be Jesus's images or sorry, image, um, because we know that God is spirit. So we don't necessarily like, we don't look like a spirit. Right. Um, and the Holy spirit as well, um, is spirit. So, uh, the only thing that is physical that we could look like is Jesus. Um, and so again, because Jesus is God and God is eternal. So Jesus is eternal. Um, so God being made or sorry, us being made in the image of God, we like, and of course God being spirit, we do have a spirit within us. So in that yeah. instance, you know, we, we have the, the aspects of different aspects of God within us. And then, of course, now today we have the Holy Spirit living within us. So um, we have the Holy Spirit living within us. We have our own spirit and then we're made in the physical image of Jesus. So we get kind of all three within us. It's kind of neat. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Let me keep going. Um, are you on day five now? Uh, we are on verse 28. 
Okay. Um, so let me go back to the waters. It was super simple. I was just being confused by something else. So essentially, yes, there's the ice cap around the earth at this point. Right. And mm-hmm. so what he's, uh, what verse six is through, I guess, eight, six through eight is saying is, is that God created the space between the two different waters. And so essentially what that means is he created the shell of the earth and, and when doing so, he created the sky, you know, you and I would call the sky. And so that separated the waters of the earth with the waters over the earth, which would be the ice cap. Um, and so now the reason of the ice cap is important because that comes into play later with the flood. Um, and that's how the flood is enabled to happen. Um, the, the Noah flood, by the way. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so go ahead and keep going. All right. Uh, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful, multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the earth. So God's telling us that we're supposed to rule the place. We're supposed to, you know, be the head honchos, be the ones, and we're supposed to multiply and have a lot of kids and all that stuff. Uh, God also said, look, I have given you everything, every seed-bearing plant on on the surface of the entire earth and every tree whose fruit contains seeds. This will be food for you. For all the wildlife of the earth, for every bird of the sky, every creature that crawls on the earth, everything having the breath of life in it, I have given every plant for food. So, Jared, this yep. thing, now, we're about to get theological, that I was wondering right here. Love that. So, obviously, they're in the Garden of Eden, right? Yep. Um, obviously, it's a garden. There's pretty much, like, it's it's not, you know, huge. It's not, you know, it's not like the whole earth. It's just that little area. So, they were allowed to leave the Garden of Eden if they chose, right? But, like, they could, like, there was, like, an exit, but they obviously didn't want to leave, right? Because I know once they got kicked out, there was uh, no guarding there. At this point, I think that the entire Earth was perfect. So, I would probably classify the entire Earth oh. as a Okay, never mind then. But, I mean, we do know in, like, the next chapter where it starts talking more about the Garden of Eden, we do know that they were able to be kicked out of the Garden of Eden. So, um... I don't think that, or were they were they kicked out, or were they just simply blocked off from the tree of life? I know well, there's an angel that was like, "Hey, you can't come in here no more." Right. Well, that that's they're guarding the tree of life. I remember that much. Um, which we'll talk more about that when we get into those chapters. But, um, yeah. yeah. But my question was because they can they were able to anyway. I was going to say because I thought there was an exit, but anyway, since they were able to leave the Garden of Eden, and it was supposed to be like heaven pretty much, you know, is there going to be an exit out of like heaven? Cause I remember we talked something like that. Like, mm-hmm. like there's going to be like, a, you can leave, but like you shouldn't. Right. Well, I mean, we, we uh, in the new heaven, new earth and revelation, it talks about how there's going to be gates made of pearls or it's, a, it's going to be one pearl is, is these huge gates. And, and so we have to ask ourselves, what's the purpose of a gate? Well, it's, it's to allow passage um in and out so there will be to a degree in the new heaven new earth uh, a way of getting in and out um do we want to though i think that and uh, this is just me speaking just again i don't want to throw out interpretation i want you all to go study yourselves this is just me my personal uh, beliefs but i think that uh we'll have the city within uh the bible describes it as either a cube or a pyramid um it's a the base is a square um so anyways, we have that, and then I think that that's going to be the city, and then I think that we'll do the farming outside. 
uh, of, of the city walls. And so that's just me, my own personal belief. But okay. uh, So you think we're going to farm in heaven then? Uh, on the new heaven, new earth, I do believe so. Um, Ooh, okay, yeah. I like it. That's just me. I like it. I like it. But that's that's pretty much Genesis right there. The, yeah. the first part, the first part. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to recap it here. So just the, yeah. Uh. So on the first day, uh, sorry, let me start over. I'll start with verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? So then on the first day, he created light. And I just want to reiterate that God is light. Um, and so there was light and darkness. And then on the second day, uh, he created sky and the water. and He separated the waters. Um, and on the third day, he created the land and the seas and the waters gathered in uh, certain areas. And then there's also vegetation. On the fourth day, he created the sun, the moon and the stars, uh, which, of course, is to govern the day and the night and to mark seasons, days and years. So God did give us the stars and stuff to help us determine the days and years and as a calendar of sorts. Um, now, I also want to point out that we had vegetation before we had the sun. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, because obviously vegetation requires photosynthesis, right? So that just goes to show that at this point, things were alive because God willed it, not because they uh, needed something. So that just yeah. goes, to sh- that just goes That's to show. Cool. Yeah. It just goes to show like the garden of Eden um, at, at this point before the fall, of course, like they didn't need photosynthesis to, to a degree, What they needed was God's breath of life that they gave it. Um, and so that's going to be what it's like in heaven, right? Because it's just like, everything's perfect. Like there is no death in, in heaven. Right. So similarly there's in, in this garden of Eden, this heaven on earth, there was no death. So um, he could make it however he wanted. But anyways, so uh, that was the fourth day, sun, moon, stars, that sort of thing. On the fifth day, he made fish and birds to fill the waters in the skies. On the sixth day, he made animals to fill the earth. And then also man and woman to care for the earth and to commune with God and, and take care of the animals. And then we'll talk about it in the next chapter. But on the seventh day, God rested. Um, and he declared all that he had to be very good. So that's the, like Coda said, the gist of Genesis chapter one. Obviously, like we could make, if we wanted to sit down, study it, and then make a podcast on it, we could probably talk about Genesis. It would be long. For about 10 hours. Yeah, there's that much content here. Um, so what we really want to do is just kind of be like, hey, this is what it says. Mm-hmm. This is what it talks about. We want you to go study it yourself. Um, don't yeah. take any of our interpretations to be truth. Uh, interpretations don't matter. Only God's word does. So Yeah. Um, we highly encourage you to like do your own study, too. Like, great. I love that you listen to the podcast. But right. still, go look at the Go look at the chapters yourself. See what you think. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's where the, the Spirit's going to speak is more so when you read it rather than listening to people that talk about it. So, yeah. Um, however, listening to people talk about it does help with insight because um, obviously we don't know everything. And so it, it's, it, it helps us to, to hear from other people and their, their thoughts and opinions, stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, that is Genesis chapter one. And I'm super excited because uh, Genesis chapter three is huge. All obviously so is one yeah. two, but um, and then there's a whole lot of like hidden gems all throughout Genesis and like things that yeah. nobody knows and like talks about because I feel like everybody thinks that they already know Genesis so they never read it. Yeah. And uh, like for example, I'll, I'll just give this one example. So I didn't know. So Abraham was married to Sarah, and I didn't know that Abraham was Sarah's half brother 
Um, so they were, I didn't know that. Yeah. They were half siblings and then they got married. So anyways, we'll talk more about that as the chapter. Oh, damn, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, classic Alabama, but dude, my brain is shot. Mine like, is too right now. I don't know why I feel like pooped right now. What I've been writing since like 11 o'clock. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah. So that's seven hours and it's the, the hardest chapter. And it's the evidence of God chapter. Yeah, proof, everyone, like, you should check out Jared's book that's going to be coming out. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, this it's it's the most important chapter I feel like, and so yeah, I'm, definitely. I'm, I'm making sure I, I spend a ton of time on it and that it uh-huh. makes sense and that it's simple enough for everybody to understand. Yeah, and it, it's kind of difficult because I I talk about like, anyways, everything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so. I'll probably end up having to split it up into a bunch of different chapters because this one chapter is like long, long. But uh, anyway, so is it the longest chapter? Oh, yeah, you said that, yeah, yeah, by far. Um, so yeah. Anyway, so my my brain is shot because I've just been like so focused <laughs> on like this stuff all day, and then I get to this, and it's just like, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, about that. Yeah. So, anyways, um, it'll be neat, man. Uh, it'll be it'll yeah. be cool. So. I'm excited for it. Like, oh, not to, talk, is. Uh, not to talk about it too much, but like, I discovered uh, something really interesting about the flood account um, today yeah. and, and how it aligns uh, with history in a, in a way that I never heard before. And so, That's I was awesome. super, yeah, I was super stoked to put that in the book. But, anyways, um, so yeah, anyways, yeah, super, super interesting stuff. I don't know how many chapters I'm going to have to split it into. Hopefully, none, but it just depends on how long it is it's like i said it's definitely the longest chapter yeah. um, but like I, I read some of it to jenna today she's like i had no clue about any of this i was like yeah that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty pretty neat um i know when i when i was like reading it i was like this makes so much sense i was like beautiful thank you god um <laughs> that's so, awesome dude yeah, just you know because like this whole time i'm like praying like god i know this is like a lot of like complicated nonsense because yeah. it's like I, I start talking about like quantum fluctuations and stuff. Oh and, wow! Yeah, and so like obviously that's a complicated subject beyond all of you know our heads, <laughs> mind your heads. Um, yeah. So I was just praying that God, you know, makes sense of it all. Um, in the in the or makes sense of what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. in the, in it, and uh, it makes sense. She's like, oh, that makes sense. Anyways, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm probably gonna have you you read it whenever I'm done with this chapter, but I'm fine with that. Yeah, uh, I think I'm at like, but when I finish the chapter, I should be right around 60 pages for the whole book. But um, that, that I don't think that's double spaced. I think that's single spaced. Um, oh, yeah, double spaced, we'll get it going. Yeah, well, hold on, let me, how do I figure this out? Um, I don't, anyways, that's fine. I'll figure it out another day. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't want to be too long because. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like reading huge books. I just like straight to the point books. So yeah, I'm trying to like find the line between entertaining and straight to the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I know this chapter, it's entertaining at first because I tell stories, and then I just I'm like, you know what? Let's just get to the point because there's a lot. Of for the rap god, where it goes, you know, dude, that's pretty much like what this chapter. Is it? Yeah. So it's a meaty, meaty one. It's by far the meatiest. Like I'm, I'm not even wasting time with stories and and stuff like that. I'm basically giving a point, giving an explanation, and moving on. And uh, so, like, anyways, I, I'll, I'll say this. So, um, 
there i'm basically where's this one chapter at or this one paragraph um i write out what, what okay so maybe that's the wrong paragraph this is awesome great job jared for being prepared um Anyway, so in order to show the evidence of God, obviously, we have to first agree that there is a creator. And so um, I talk about the scientific evidence for this claim. And then I talk, I, I made this acronym called Turgen, T-U-R-G-N. Um, mm-hmm. And anyways, it's not evidence of a creator. Instead, its purpose is to exploit modern belief and then provide a new flawless belief system at the end of the chapter. And so um, anyways, I talk about like philosophy and uh Oh, I guess I say it here. Um, I describe the scientific, philosophical, mathematical, and historical pieces of evidence that suggest the Creator and ultimately the God of the Bible. So, for the scientific stuff, it's not just like one piece of evidence; it's multiple. Because just like obviously in a court case, you need multiple pieces of evidence, right? So, for the yeah. scientific, it's multiple pieces. For the philosophical, it's multiple pieces. For the mathematical, it's multiple pieces. Historical, it's multiple pieces. And so, obviously, it uh, takes time to gather all the uh, sources for that and of course i'm quoting sources while i'm writing it and so it's Mm -hmm. anyways i'm enjoying it but i'll be really happy once this chapter is done (laughs) yeah i it'll be a load off yeah it's this chapter is what's like i thought i said in the last time i talked about it on the podcast i was gonna be done in a couple weeks this one chapter has has taken uh like a month um just because of like just the depth that it that it requires yeah so, but once I get done with it, I, uh, the, I've already got like one of the remaining five chapters done and, uh, and usually it only takes me an hour per chapter. So I should be done within like a week once I finish this chapter. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, but yeah, this chapter is probably gonna take me another two weeks unless it, like, unless I sit down, go ahead. It'll be a good chapter though. Yeah, it's uh like I said, I think it's gonna be the most important one. Um, yeah, I was asking some people like if they were new to the faith or if they were backsliding in their faith, what is one thing that they'd want to know? And they both said that they wanted uh, proof for the existence of God, um, that that would help them the most in their their backsliding times. You know, to like come back to the faith, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I was like, all right, well, I guess I gotta make sure I include that because obviously this book is is for the backsliding Christian or new Christian, and so. Yeah. Um, it's this this chapter. It's not just the well. It's it's the evidence for the existence of God. But in that, of course, comes with apologetics. So yeah. I'm in, I'm including like arguments for God, um, and or a creation a creator. And, and anyways, so super fun. I you know I enjoy apologetics, but I've never yeah. I've never put to to words on my thoughts, and uh, or sorry, yeah, um, and so it's taking a lot taking a lot of time. But I guess that's what happens when you write a book, right? Yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, makes sense. So, um, but yeah, dude, I'm so stoked. Like, I just want to finish it and just go ahead and start seeing it out. Because, like, I just want so many, yeah. I just want so many people to read it and just be like, because yeah. I feel like this has the potential to be a lot of people's, like, favorite books and, like, mm-hmm. ones that they recommend, you know. And so that's that's what I want it to be is yeah. at. Like, like, I want to, to make a book that people pass around like you've got to read this you've got to read this and uh especially like if you're like i said backsliding or new to the faith so that's the goal we'll see make it happen 
uh, all things, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, I'm just distracted and talking at this point. But thank you all uh, for listening. Um, if I feel like we should have an invitation at the end of every podcast, but um, I don't really know how to relate this one because my mind is so shot right now. Um, if you're, if you know, I'll do it. Okay. So right. if you're if you're reading this or I guess listening to this podcast, and you're thinking, wow, how could someone you know, make a whole entire earth in a matter of seven days or, you know, and you're like, Hmm, that person has to be really powerful. Let me tell you that powerful person loves you more than you can ever imagine. The one who made everything in the matter of seven days, he could have made it in seven seconds, but he took his time. Cause you know, he's a man of class, but that man who did all of that loves you very much. And if you want a relationship with him and you don't really, really where to start, I'd love for you to message us. And say this prayer with us. Heavenly Father, or shoot, I messed it up. Dear God, uh, I don't remember it. One sec, let me look it up. Yeah, that's fine, I got you. All right. All right, so pray this prayer with us. <laughs> uh, if you're driving, keep your eyes closed, stay safe. Yeah, uh, keep your eyes open. Yeah, God just cares about the heart here. So um, <laughs> when you get saved, it's all about a matter of the heart. And so just pray this prayer with us. Um, our Father, thank you for this opportunity that you've given us. Um God, we want to bring you into our lives. We want to follow you for the rest of our lives. God, please come into our hearts and make us new. Renew our minds. Renew our hearts. Help us to live more like you uh, today and every other day for the rest of our lives. God, help us to love like you and help us to carry out your will and all of you pray in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and you accepted Jesus into your heart, please reach out to us on Instagram. Let us know. We can help you find a church. We can uh, give you the next steps, that sort of thing. Uh, Once you get saved, the next step is baptism. So uh, if you, if you want to get baptized, then uh, which you should, then uh, reach out to us. And if you aren't plugged into the church then we'll get you, we'll find you one. So um yeah but you can find us on instagram at yolt christian podcast it's y-o-l-t uh just like how you see in the profile whenever you click on our podcast and uh we appreciate it bakotis well with that being said i love you god loves you jared loves you too godspeed